Welcome to the Wednesday, December 29th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight and maybe a little bit tomorrow morning based on how some of the bowl game schedule is slated. So settle in and we're going to get you all fixed up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Happy Wednesday, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Aaron Dolan, I'm Joe Fortenball. ED, big week coming up. Bowl games getting more and more intense as long as they don't get canceled. We got the NBA. We got the NFL. A lot to sort through here. But first and foremost, I'm going to show some class. I haven't talked to you since. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good, you know, just opening gifts with everybody sick. I called it the COVID Christmas. Um, <laughs> but hopefully next year we have a better one. How was yours? Probably more it exciting was than mine. Very nice. The boys were overly spoiled and showed virtually no gratitude whatsoever. Love it. The life of a parent. <laughs> All right, let's hand some gifts out to the people. We'll start with bowl season. Two games on today's schedule, Clemson and Iowa State. I'm going to play over 44 and a half points here. Uh, two teams with massive expectations before the season started. Both fell well short of what many of us expected them to do. So I'm not sure the defenses are all that motivated to show up and get stop after stop in this game. Clemson's offense came alive late in the season, 30 or more points in each of their final five games. They averaged 36 points per game during that stretch. I wonder how Clemson's defense is going to look now that defensive coordinator Brent Venables, the right-hand man, the head coach Dabo Sweeney, has left the program to take over at Oklahoma. Brock Purdy's final game as the quarterback at Iowa State. I think Matt Campbell's going to let him air it out all over the yard. 44 and a half, an awfully low total. We'll go over Clemson and Iowa State. Game number two tonight, I'm going to lay the six and a half with Oklahoma over Oregon. Game open, Sooners minus four, got as high as minus seven before the buyback hit and knock this back to six and a half. Tricky game to handicap because both head coaches bolted. Lincoln Riley left for USC, and then Mario Cristobal dumped out of Oregon and took the Miami job. I think Oklahoma is much better suited to handle it, though, for a few reasons. Brent Venables is coming back to Norman. I think that's got the program excited. Bob Stoops is filling in as the head coach for this game. The longtime Sooner legend, that's going to have the program excited. And the game's in San Antonio, so I think you're going to see a lot of red in the stands. As for Oregon, it couldn't have been a more miserable end to the season. Shellac not once but twice by Utah, absolutely decimated by a grand total score of 76-17. to 17. I don't trust quarterback Anthony Brown. Oklahoma can play some defense. I'll lay the six-and-a-half with the Sooners. So two bowl games for you, over 44-and-a-half Iowa State-Clemson. And then I'm laying the six and a half with the Sooners over Oregon. Now, enough from me. Nice little NBA <laughs> card tonight. Dolan, the floor is yours. Fire away your favorite bets. Yes. Okay. I'm laying the three with the Pacers, which is really surprising because I'm sure everyone's like, well, why is the Pacers in favor in this one? Well, Indiana's 11 and seven at home compared to three and 13 on the road this season. That's the widest disparity in the NBA. They've won five of their last six home games, but have lost four in a row on the road. The Pacers are 10, seven and one against the spread at home. I just personally think in this spot, the Pacers, considering the line is still hanging at three, will be able to get it done, win by three against the Hornets tonight. Another one I like, Nikola Vucevic, over 33 and a half points, assists, and rebounds. So Vucevic was able to have 47 combined points, rebounds, and assists in their win over Atlanta earlier in the week. That's 13 and a half points more than his player combo right now. So he's also hit over 33 and a half in two straight games, three of the last five games. I just think against a depleted Atlanta Hawks team. He'll be able to hit over again 33 and a half points. 
assists and rebounds. The other thing that I'm looking at is the Lakers. I know they won last night against the Rockets, snapping that five game losing streak. Everyone excited about that. LeBron James playing at center. Things are getting weird in the NBA for them. Um, but for the Grizzlies taking them first half minus three and a half, the Grizzlies are 20 and 14 first half against the spread record, which is much better than the Lakers terrible 13 and 20 first half against the spread record. That's the third worst cover rate in the first half in the league behind the Wizards and the Hornets. I just think people will probably be Excited for the Lakers that they won last night, but again, it's a back-to-back. A lot of their top players played the majority of the game, and I don't really know how you know great of a you know they're going to play again on a back-to-back. Just considering that they are veterans and they're not going to bounce back as easy as some of the younger players. So those are the three plays that I like tonight in the NBA. Yeah, LeBron played like 39 minutes last night in that matchup. So it'll be interesting to see how much he's utilized against a red-hot Memphis team. I'm going to pile on your Vucevic prop, and I'm going to go over 17 and a half points for him. 13 Hawks are in the COVID protocols. Clint Capella is the only active big man for Atlanta, which is a huge advantage for Vooch. These two met like you just talked about Monday night. He had 24 points in that game on 19 shots. You may say to yourself, well, 19 shots, is he going to get that again? He got that with DeRozan and Levine both taking 20 or more shots. So I think he's going to get there. We have a um, a total in this game, well over 220 points. So that's being priced as a high-scoring matchup. And Vooch has had 18 or more points in seven of his last 10 games. So I'll go over 17 and a half points. I'll also lay two with Dallas over Sacramento. Try to get ahead of this because Luka could be back tonight. But even if he's not, I still like the Mavs. Uh, Sacramento, their usual terrible self, dropping seven of their last <laughs> 10, three and seven against the spread during that stretch. Bad spot for them. It's the second half of a back-to-back and the third game in four nights for a defense that doesn't even show up when they do have rest. 27th in D rating, 28th in points allowed. Dallas quietly covers a lot of point spreads on the road, nine and three against the number over their last 12 road games. So I'd slide the Mavericks minus two over Sacramento in there. And then I'd also throw Vucevic over 17 and a half total points. Two college plays before we round it out. Seton Hall laying one over Providence. Seton Hall has been beastly this season. Only loss this year came to Ohio State. They do have a huge road win on their record as well at Michigan. One of the best teams in the country when it comes to turnovers. They don't commit many. They are fantastic with the basketball. And on the flip side, Providence doesn't force many turnovers. And when we're talking about a tight one-point spread between two pretty good teams, and Seton Hall is going to be playing on the road in this spot, turnovers could be the difference in the game. And I like the fact that they're going on the road and they're smart with the basketball. Seton Hall also elite defending the three-pointer, so I'll lay the one over Providence. I'll throw one more at you as well. East Carolina plus four and a half over Wichita State. Be very careful of the spot here for Wichita State. All right. It's only their third true road game of the season. And it happens to come tonight at East Carolina with two massive games on deck. Easy to overlook East Carolina. They're an average team. But on deck, Wichita State's got Memphis this weekend, and then they've got Houston next week. So this could be the big look-ahead spot. East Carolina 8-0 at home this season. They're a great three-point shooting team. If they get hot, look out. On the flip side, Wichita State prides itself on defense. When it comes to the offensive side, they're not a great shooting team. From three, from two, from anywhere on the floor, they could go cold in a hurry. So two college plays for you. East Carolina plus the four and a half over Wichita. And we've got Seton Hall minus one at Providence. That's a wrap for today. 10 minutes of the bets you needed as promised. If you get the chance, hit that subscribe rate and review action for us. We greatly appreciate it. Daily wager today 
4 p.m. Eastern. Count it 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We will be back with the Daily Wager podcast tomorrow morning.